she goes on her laptop, she googles the guy, and she starts searching about him, because she suspected that he's not what he claims to be. She was on her phone, talking to her mother, and her mother just started hearing her say, No, no, no! <gasps> Ladies and germs, another uh, ladies. <laughs> ladies and germs. People do say that though. All germs, right, 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 right. like we're fucking germs. Uh, kind of. Have you seen yeah, like the right. majority of these <laughs> fucking stories, dude? Uh, okay, okay, for real this time. Welcome back, another week, another filthy tale of murder <laughs> and disgust. We are your hosts. I'm Fauzi, and I'm John. And I know you got a you got something for us today. You were pretty excited during the researching because you were doing some research here before we got uh, we got started. Right. This yeah. is like a fresh, a fresh one today. I just like actually found it by accident, and I was like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. Pretty sad, messed up. Just the kind of stuff you guys like. Yeah, hopefully, like a little less depressing than last. But jeez, that... I don't think so. But <laughs> oh boy, Ugh. I mean, man, you know how it is with these cases we bring. It's always kind of hard to go through. We like we go out of the research circle, just all depressed and ready to die. Yeah, <laughs> doing research. This is what we do for all of you. We put ourselves in harm's way. Well, we we don't really do a, our mental health a lot of service because when once you go into this stuff, it just yeah, shell shock. Yeah, it's really tart and let her rip what do we got today we're talking about a girl from utah a campus situation oh fuck yeah okay going to utah land of utah is known for its tornadoes and i think no idaho is known for potatoes but they're like and nice. utah is known for tornadoes potatoes tornadoes whatever yeah, yeah yeah out there in the land of the they have no hills and stuff it's very pl- flat i know that but anyways it went viral so i would say like most of you might heard about this you know uh the girl the victim her name is lauren mccluskey she was 20 year old 21 year old mm-hmm. and this whole thing happened in september in 2018 it was the moment when she goes to a bar with her friends casual day and that was the second of september oh no she goes to a bar chill with her friends and she meets a guy over there supposedly 20 year 28 year old man and he tells her his name is sean he's like hi my name is sean and she likes him and that was in salt lake city yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. capital. Yeah, and this guy was working at a bouncer at the bar. The two immediately hit it off, start talking. They kind of liked each other. There was an energy, you know. You're at the bar, you're at the club, whatever. Yeah, it happens all the time. Stuff. You know, and in in those places, you know, when you go to these like Salt Lake City and a lot of these right. cities, it's a college city. Exactly. There's not much to do except go to the bars, go to the clubs. Yeah, she's like 21 too. She just like you know that's the, the prime of, <laughs> of going nuts. I would say. But well, yeah, it's kind of the, yeah going out and partying and drinking. Yeah, like pretty classic. You know, she's with her friends. She met a guy. College life. Sean. He says his name was. 
and he was working as a bouncer there. So they he's talk. a big boy. Right. He's he a is. bouncer. I'm going to show you some he's, photos he's a later. He's big. He's a little tall, muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you photos, actually. Let me show you the photos so you can. Now? Yeah, it's fine. Here. We're going to have to edit this. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I need you to get a back. Watch uh, out with the coffee mouth. It's fine. Come here. Just showing John the photos so he can get a like an idea of the situation over here. Yeah, so he's a, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, yeah. <sighs> From the first, like. From the what what would you what would you think? Like I told you, he's twenty eight, is what he said. Could be. I mean, it's hard to say. To be fair, I mean, right? People think right. I'm like twenty four, twenty five, and I'm older than that. So. Yeah. Okay. So they hit it off. They keep talking. Things is going smooth. In a matter of a few days, they exchange numbers and everything goes well. They start going out. They start dating and. In just a few days, they like they become a couple, you know. Quick. Kind of quick, yeah. Shockingly fast. Right, and her friends notice that you're kind of going too deep into this thing. We, you barely know this guy. Mm. She had good friends, I would say, because they noticed things that she didn't notice at first, or she probably like ignored or something. As their relationship progresses, in the month of September, like that, what the whole thing was in just one month. That's how crazy the story is. Fast. So this guy begins to frequently visit Lauren in her dorm, in her campus. And he would like crash over sometimes, like even though illegally, because visits there was not like that. Yeah, it's common. Right. Mm -hmm. So and, uh, you know, like he, he got he got friendly with her friends. He got like uh, people start noticing around, noticing, noticing him, like being around her a lot at the campus, and he start making friends even with the campus people. Like there, he start like hanging out there frequently, you know, and sleeping with her at her dorm sometimes. So later, right in September the thirtieth, two thousand eighteen, at the end of the month, two of Lauren's friends went to speak to their dorm buildings responsible people like directors of the dorm and reported a little bit of a concern about lauren dating they claim that she's dating a man who was much older than her of course at this point they thought he was 28 that's what i'm assuming and that he was, you know, he was very controlling and obsessed with her i saw an interview she showed up and said that he was he would call her all the time every time they went out together somewhere and she would be like i gotta take this i should take this like i better take this and like she would like uh, you know he would like isolate her from her friends a lot that kind of guy like oh, very jealous very possessive. controlling super possessive right and it's only been a month like bro chill and right. you're taking things too seriously especially also she's like a young girl and Things are being off. Things has been going out of control at this point. And she's ignoring the signs. Her friends noticed this to the point where they had to report it to the to the building, to the dorm responsibles. Wow. So, I mean, if they had to report it to right. the officials, then that means that they, they, they must have, wow, this guy must have exhibited some yeah, that's what I thought. control issues with this girl to the point where they're like, this girl might be in trouble. Or Basically. We might have to report this. Okay. So just a couple of days after, on October the second, the 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 report was like submitted regarding the concerns about Lauren to the like and 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 
between between the second of October and the ninth, at some point throughout this period of time, Lauren goes online because of all the concerns been going on and her friends talking to her. She goes on her laptop, she googles the guy, and she starts searching about him. Because she's suspected that he's not what he claims to be. Uh-oh. And she finds out that his name is not even Sean. Oh. <laughs> there we go. She finds out that his name is Melvin Rowland. And the oh, guy... Shit. The guy is not even 28. That he was 37 years old. Oh, and, wow. And that's not all. It's not that he was just lying about his name and age, like a classic dick move. Right, no, right. no, no. Turns out he is a registered sex offender. I, oh, <laughs> I, I saw that one coming. And he was just out on coming. parole. He was yeah. out on per- parole. Oh, fuck. Was he actually a bouncer then? Was yeah, he lying I, about I that? I don't know, actually. Like but the guy was just in a bar and he was like, yeah, I'm a bouncer, but he's lying? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, the guy does not look, I mean, 37. He looked, yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah, that guy could be 25, 27, 28. I, I thought he, he looked pretty old. But like, you yeah. thought he looked old. Yeah. I, I, I mean, thought he was, yeah. I, but I like, 37 old. is pretty old, and she's 21. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's. You're that's, being sneaky here. Like, oh, and, of course. And it turns out that he had been jailed twice since. That, oh, was, that was in 2012. Wow. Okay, we got a liar. I mean, obviously, this guy has a history of, I guess, going after young girl, younger women, college girls? R- oh, you have no idea, oh, man. Turns oh. out that this sneaky bastard, not just it's not that, that just he lied about his age and his name. Turns out his prior felony convictions was for... It was for forcible attempted sexual assault and enticing oh, a minor. Oh, shit. That's crazy. This guy's a career sex offender. Yeah. Right. So she decided to end things up with him at this point as a normal person would Logically, do. Logically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. She calls the man up. She invites him to her dorm. She's like, I need to talk to you. Oh, uh, no. Boom, bada, beam. That was on October the 9th, 2018. She invites Melvin to her dorm building so she can end her relationship with him. She confronted the guy with the information she found out about him. And he reportedly admitted it to being a sex offender. But he was like, no, I'm not 37. I'm 28. He denied the age thing. Right. Which is kind of fucking stupid. Because if you're registered, it shows everything. Yeah, like, like don't be a dick. Yeah, and yeah, and, and well, in the states we have like a website and every right. county where you could find them. Like this information is from the from the from the courts, from the jail, from the police. Yeah, why would you lie about? And actually, if you think about it, it's like, dude, regardless of age, you're a sex offender. The major problem is that yeah, you're a sex yeah. offender more than the age thing. I think that would be the most concerning thing, more so than Basically, being thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, here's the weird thing, man. She, despite like ending the relationship with him at this point, right there in the dorm, she that was a little bit weird to me. Like she allows him to spend the night in her dorm room uh-huh. for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe she got scared off. Maybe uh, she was kind of felt like she was forced to let him stay in. Maybe yeah, he maybe sneaked her way in. He was maybe like, I guess, 
Like, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> right. Like, like trying to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> right. Or he was also maybe just manipulating or like, her. yeah, manipulate. Oh, you will, man. He says uh, you will hear that later. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what he said in a hearing in 2012 about himself. In 2012? Yeah, because that was when he was like, uh, when in he, his- yeah, when he when he when he went to jail for uh, for enticing minors and like sex offender. Oh, so we're gonna go even before this this crime. Uh, I don't have so much information about this. I'm just gonna show you what he said. Got it. Okay. So she lets him sleep over that night, and she also agrees to let him borrow her car the following day. For some reason, he asks for her car. She's like, "Take the car." So, just the next day, October tenth, two thousand eighteen, Lauren's mother, her mom, is her name is Jill. She calls the university campus security and asks an officer to escort Lauren to retrieve her car from Melvin. Because she informed her mom about the situation and her mom was not so happy with the guy. Like they even like they met the guy and they thought he was charming and everything, but they knew that he was a little bit older than her. They were concerned about this. They had their own worries about her dating this guy but after all of this her mom knew and now this whole car situation has been going on so her mom calls the security campus cops for her asking her asking them to escort her to get the car campus security here contacted lauren who declined the assistance of the cop she's like no it's fine i'll go get it don't worry about it i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna play the recordings here where the mom talked to uh where the mom talks to the cops i'm worried that he's dangerous he was lying to her and he's actually a sexual offender and um and lied about his age and things like that i just like someone to to um to accompany her that's her friend? No, that's her mom calling the cops, telling them, like, yeah, you know, I'm worried about her. Can you go with her, please? And all that. Here's where the cops calls Lauren and tell her, hey, your mom said this and that. Do you want us to go with you? And she says no. Okay. Okay. Do you feel comfortable with him doing that? I know your mom was really concerned about it. Yeah, I think, I think it's okay. Okay, because if it's alright with you, I mean, we're here 24-7, I'm super cool, you could come hang out here and have him drop it off here. Just right after, Mm -hmm. she changes her mind. Why? Because when she says, like, no, it's cool, she tells him because Melvin was going to drop her car off at the building of the campus, and that she was comfortable with him doing that. Just around 5 p.m. afternoon... Uh, Lauren calls the cops again and she tells them that her car has been dropped off far at a stadium and she needed somebody to escort her to pick it up. Like, so this guy just left her car far away and he's like, yeah, I left your car there if you want to pick it up. I'm not dropping it at the building for some reason. This is strange. I know, right? But is it like, I mean, it sounds almost like so he's she gets threatening her and she's just doing stuff because he's threatening to do kinda, something Kind of, kind of. It gets worse. That's why she got concerned and she got scared. She's like, oh, I don't want to go pick it up anymore alone. Like, So she calls the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if I could get a ride to the stadium. That's it, okay. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So they help her, actually. They go. They get the car. Comes back. Everything goes smooth. And after a couple of days pass by on October the 12th, Lauren contacts the campus police again to report that she was receiving text messages 
that's stated from Stranger that says Melvin was dead and that it was all her fault. But she she told the cops that she doesn't believe that and because that she was able to verify from the internet that he's actually not dead, like from his social media and stuff. And she felt that he that was Melvin's friends and they were trying to lure her out of her dorm for some reason. Oh fuck. Yeah. So this Melvin guy is now acting with some friends to like try to just fuck with her because she dumped him and he's pissed. Right, right, this right. this whole thing is a breakup violence. Yeah. This kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, the, the man, this whole, like she, you see how she calls the cops, tells them all of this. That's the that's the campus security cops. You know, it's not nine one one. Right, and the campus security cops are... They're not doing they're, so much... They're not taking this seriously enough, you, you know? They never do, and from experience, they're pretty... Like, they don't know how to do a lot of stuff. Like, nor can they. Like, they don't have the that jurisdiction much, right. to do many things. Nor, I mean, a lot of times, they just don't know what to do in those situations. And Interestingly enough, things get to police later, but they switched her back to the security of the campus really? bro oh, it's so messed up and shit. sad so i'm not gonna rush into uh events we're just gonna jump to the next day october 13th where lauren contacts police again and tells them that she was receiving more messages this time but they're like in a threatening way and what's the threatening situation is these messages states that some guy was saying like i'm gonna post these explicit photos of you being like like some naked photos of her he had on her he had and of her and he was like threatening of, of posting them online melvin is doing this no just like someone some dude yeah and uh, unless she pays them one thousand dollars so she freaks out here and she calls that's where she calls the cops again i'm gonna I got a text about, you know, asking if I wanted to go to a funeral, his funeral, and I think they're trying to lure me somewhere. Shit. So at this, okay, okay, so... Listen. I'm being blackmailed for money. It's a photo of my, me and my ex. They're, um, threatening to to send it out to everyone and asking for $1,000. So she start getting these text messages from someone threatening her, telling her, like, we've got these naked photos of you or, like, these photos of you and Melvin, and if you don't pay us the $1,000, we're going to post them online or send them to everyone, you know? And she ends up wiring the money, doing what they're asking for because she freaked out man and the police were, weren't doing anything like seriously they weren't taking this seriously enough no they definitely aren't they're definitely neglecting yeah the call this person's calls for help you know as she's getting blackmailed and threatened and you know right so she she start like saying call she called the police and act them ask them like please like can you arrest this person because he won't stop harassing me and they filed her back like they directed her back to the campus police and they were like oh i mean like your your case is still under investigation we really can't do much about it unless he does something stupid on october 19th a week after this incident, a campus police detective 
contacts Lauren to talk to her about the extortion investigation. So she tells the detective that she believed that the person who was trying to get the money out of her was Melvin and, you know, his friends. But she was sure that he was onto it, you know, that he had something to do with it, with the, all the situation. And, bec- and that she had recently started receiving a threatening voicemails and she kind of recognized the voice that it was him and he's like changing his voice and like uh, threatening her different voicemails just oh. just like fucking with her and uh, the detective explains to her that uh, he would need to he would need more time to process the situation that it's not as easy as just go and arrest the guy he needs more time so the same day, Lauren later calls Salt Lake City Police to express concerns about the campus police that they were not moving the case fast, and they just ignored her. They just like they're like, yeah, well, they just ignored her. Yeah, they just ignored her. They're like, yeah, th- it's their problem. They have to deal with this thing. It's the not- cam- the campus is the only one. Yeah, man, it kills me because it's not the first time I've heard these types of things happening. It's you know, fucked up, man. I hate it's, it. It's it's uh, the incompetence combined with just the just sheer negligence for for you know it uh, dude anyways we could get into it all day if we it's messed it. up bro i i called 911 because i was i was just concerned and i, I wasn't sure I yeah it might help speed things up do you know when an arrest would be made you can talk to an officer if you want i can arrange that if you want that okay yeah, that that sounds good. They didn't do anything about it, right? So, like after that phone call, yeah, it just it, they was. they directed her back to the to the campus. Like they were like, and her detective was was off, and he's like he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't like working or and and it, it was just a mess, dude. Like I'm gonna tell you later about what happened because she went and like gave the report and showed a message, the message that they've they've been threatening her with to an officer of the campus. And he had all the files and the pictures too, as like an evidence, you know. But they were used in a in different way, and he was messed up. Huh? Yeah. Really. So we're gonna jump. I'm gonna get back to that later to tell you about this thing because it was recent. Okay. Next, October twenty-two, two thousand eighteen, and that was on ten ten a.m. in the morning. 10:30. Lauren e- Lauren emails the detective stating that she had received texts from a person claiming to be Deputy Chief, Chief Rick McLennan asking her to meet him at the police station. And police told her we don't know anybody of that name. Like it wasn't us. Like this is fake. So be careful. Like don't don't go anywhere. So she's getting a, like, is it, can you see this mess? Like she's getting fucking emails from someone says like, oh, I'm a detective. Like, come see me at the police station. And she calls the police. She's like, this guy is asking me to go. Is this from you? And she's there like, no, oh, we don't know this God. person. It's fucking Melvin. It's probably, Melvin. probably. It was because he was fake. And this guy is just want to lure her out for some reason. Probably to watch her steps to see where she's coming from, you know, to try to figure out like... Unfortunately, this doesn't take a long time. The same day, later at 8.20 p.m., Lauren was on the phone with her mother and she was walking outside the campus. It was a little dark and that was 
she was on her phone talking to her mother and her mother just started hearing her say no 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 <gasps> she gets grabbed oh no at Fuck, the parking dude. lot by melvin causing her to drop all her personal belongings and he dragged her to a nearby car forced her inside of it and he drove off so he kidnaps her sticks her in a car and runs off oh. yep oh man three minutes later at 8 p.m 23 her dad calls the police and she just started saying no 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 and like someone might have been grabbing her or something so the police right away send someone to go and check on the situation send someone to the campus and police arrived after like 10 minutes officers arrived there at the building and they found stuff like scattered right across the parking lot they found what stuff like her stuff just like oh, all okay. all over the floor and they called back up right away and they start searching the building they did like a a secure in place alert was set on the campus where no one was allowed to leave mm -hmm. and they start people start like uh, the cops start like roaming around the area and inside the building just looking for her you know they didn't know what happened they didn't know that he took her in a car so here's the messed up part G give me a oh. yeah let me breathe in and out before we get to this because I know where this is headed and uh, what happens So he drove off with her inside the car with him and not far away he took a gun out and shot her multiple times in the head oh, inside the no. car. In the car? Right. Left her there, oh, called a friend of his. He called a friend of his, some girl I think he met on like a dating site and he asked her to come pick him up. She picks him up, not knowing what's going on. He, The two have dinner, and they return to her house. He takes a shower, and afterwards, she just drops him at a coffee shop. He just like, you know, he was like, can you come pick me up? You want to hang out? He, She didn't know shit. Later that day, she see on the news that uh, this man who she just hang out with is like everywhere. Everybody's like, he's he's all over the news, you know? This girl that... This yeah, guy, she that see all Melvin these reports. Yeah, that there was like shooting... So she calls the cop. She's like, I didn't know. Like, I was just with him, blah, blah, blah. He was, like, right here. He was here. But she tells him everything. The cops couldn't find him at this point. You know, they, they, they like, lifted the secure in place thing, alert, from, from the building because they confirmed that he was not there. He was not at the building. And they started searching for him outside. They couldn't find him that day until the next day, October 23rd. And that was around, like, uh, noon. It was around 12.40 p.m. Police spotted him in the street, and they start running after him on foot, huh. just chasing right after him in the streets. So, but you know, in all of this, Melvin is—I mean, this guy is—he was trying to live his life right after he ditched her what in a car. What the fuck is wrong with this and guy? And he was like, "Fuck it," and he was like living his life. I mean, clearly, this man does not—I mean, he's not exactly the, uh, the sharpest. 
criminal in terms of like hiding his identity or trying to like no he just obviously. kills the girl shoots her multiple times and then just walks around the next day like well willy-nilly like nothing happened. it's fucking crazy dude like it's fucking crazy he was so messed up because back in 2012 when uh, on a hearing he said something i'm gonna play this for you every woman i've met or that come across that i I used my manipulation tactics to get what I wanted. I know I'm, I have that capability of reoffending. He said, I know I have the capability of reoffending again. In 2012, he yeah, said this. Yeah, and they let him go. Like, how many times do you have to say that sex offenders should be in prison? This right. is not right. Well, I mean, when a guy is literally saying, I can manipulate people however I want. It's fine. Go. go uh, just walk right out. Yeah, it's fucked ahead. up, man. It's fucked up. So they spot him in the street, start pursue him, running after him on foot. The guy freaks out. He runs inside of a church. They chase him inside. He takes a gun out, turn it on himself, and shoot himself in the church, killing himself instantly. Oh, another fucking murder suicide kind of situation. So he takes his own life in a church. Right. Imagine you're at Sunday Mass, and you're just at the church when this... It's fucked up, man. And police were unfortunately never able to charge him for Lauren's murder. I mean, no, they certainly didn't. But I I suppose the one... The, I guess the takeaway from this is that I... I suppose he will never... He will never do this to another person again. It's very sad that Lauren had to be... Yeah, uh, yeah, because, dude, she died. Her death was so preventable. She died from lack of responsibility, from lack of taking matters seriously. Like, a woman can't be even safe, even inside her dorm, and she's seeking help from the police, from security, from anybody, and you guys are fucking around doing your own thing, not giving a shit that this person is actually in danger, and there's a sex offender on the run threatening her own life. Right. Her parents said later that there were numerous opportunities to protect her during the most two weeks between the time when our daughter began expressing repeated elevating and presented concerns about her situation and the time of her murder but nobody ever did anything about it man it's fucking sad or like they didn't actually put enough effort that's that's what it is it's very unfortunate man yeah this is as much of this is a uh i mean this is as much a a problem not just with the sex offender but the criminal system itself that refused to uh really do anything the police department the campus campus pd Thing. I'm gonna talk about a little bit about the secu- the the police of the of the university. Go ahead. So there was this guy. He's the guy who had assigned, who had been assigned to uh, to look into her case, onto Lauren's case. She gave him the photos and the as as, as an evidence, you know, in case something happened. And the photos were viewed at the time only by this guy, by the officer that was assigned for her case. Later that day, Darius. The officer opened the files through his email account on his personal phone. Mm. Just, yeah. <laughs> and for the first time, he started showing them to a superior at the campus department, looking for advice on, supposedly, looking for advice on how to upload them to the evidence system. 
Like you're a fucking cop. First of all, you don't know how to upload evidence into the evidence system. Right. And you're asking your superior by showing him the photos. On your own personal phone. On your own personal phone. What are you doing? So one staffer recounted that Officer Miguel Deras com commented specifically about getting to look at them whenever he wants. What? That he walked around the briefing table and showing each person the pictures. He showed three of her images to uh, to three of his coworkers. Right. Another one. Another guy said that the other office that other officers chimed in and they were saying that Deras was like quote lucky to get to work on on a case of on the case of Lauren McClarsky because she was cute, a cute girl. Like, do you see how messed up this is? You're on a fucking duty. Instead of taking things seriously, you're being, like, all fucking abusive and, like, disgusting in this situation. Like, you're looking at the photos whenever you are, like, showing off that you have these, like, nude photos of a girl who's being harassed and mentally tortured and asking for help. Right. This is disgusting. This is fucked up. And these people are, in my opinion, no better than the, the and Melvin the guy. Himself. Yeah. Of course, you know, they it, it's uh this is this is one of the reasons why back in the states we're so critical of the police cuz these are stories, these are dime a dozen, man. These stories I hate this, you hear man. them all the time. The just unprofessional, you know, like a, a bunch of dudes like all a, you know around each other just sharing Listen, pic explicit pictures of a victim. Listen to this messed up shit. Later, he showed a sergeant one of the nude photos of Lauren while they were at the crime scene on the night she was fatally shot on campus after the superior said, I wonder what she looked like. And he's like, oh, here's a naked photo of her. This is what she looked like. Like, huh. are you fucking kidding me? Ridiculous. This is fucked up, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. As of 22 October, two years exactly after the sad, tragic murder of Lauren McClancy, University of Yota agreed to pay uh, Lauren's family $10.5 million. Holy. Yeah. Whoa. As well as making a donation of $3 million to the foundation of Lauren McCluskey. And what was, uh, okay, well, 10.5 mil? Now, uh, what was their reason? Well, is it sort of like them paying for the damage? Yeah, yeah, because the university, they say the university, they yeah, acknowledged, the trash. they acknowledged they fucked up and they, in handling the case of Lauren, saying that they failed Lauren and her family. They apologized and, of course, they blamed the police and they got fired, all of them. <laughs> they all lost their job. Well, good, and, good for them. Bro. That's what you get. Get this. Recently, I found this, like literally last month, this shit surfaced. 2021 in April 13th, they came out, all these officers, and they start saying, you went so hard on us and that we were just doing our job. And Miguel Duraz, the guy, the former university of Utah police chief, mm -hmm. he was, uh, he starts saying that he was, he was like mistreated and he wasn't fairly treated and he wants the school to pay him. He said that he he demanded like ten million something too from the from the school because they <sighs> they treated him unfairly as well. All these cops start coming saying like I know we like you know you guys like went so hard on us and we were just doing our job, and right. that, uh, and that like no like we didn't say that. He wasn't showing them photos off and like he was just doing his job. But unfortunately, 
that's not what it seemed like. She died. You messed up. Yeah, they they you just didn't take they didn't take it serious. Right. They didn't. They didn't take it serious and I mean, I, I imagine that like they see the family get uh, that might even be an even greater insult because they're like, OK, well, if the family got 10 million and we got fired, maybe we can squeeze 10 million ourselves. Bro, like you can you imagine like a person of died. She was an athlete, man. She was like a, a track and field athlete. And she mm -hmm. had a, a lot of medals, such a promising future. She had so fucking sad. All gone. She died because she reached for, for help multiple times. This is so sad. And it shows that you can't do anything like it got to a point where when people are in danger and you're reaching for help, you basically on your own anyway. This is what the situation shows, that you're on your own anyway, even if you're trying to get help from police. It's terrifying when it's uh, terrifying when you have nobody to turn to. You turn to the people that are supposed to protect you, and then they don't. That's so sad. Yeah. Like, she feels... Like, woman suffers enough from this shit outside and on the street, and, like, when they're outside in the danger, on, in an outside environment. But to be in your own dorm and, like, feeling that unsafe too in your own place in your own house because people are trying to lure you out where there's security around and they don't give a shit that's that's very very disturbing oh, absolutely that's unreal like the own dormitory the people that are downstairs the ones that are waiting by the door all these campus police yeah like there was there was nothing. a report that this melvin guy was camping outside like he was just lurking at the campus waiting for her Why? to leave yeah, I mean, that's how he abducted her, yeah, right? Basically. He was on the campus essentially waiting, what, behind the bushes the whole time and he's just sitting there? Yeah, like, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, it, there's a lot of these. It's so crazy. It's, how uh, the brain goes nuts for some people when someone tells them, yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore. Well, the thing with this guy is, um, well, he's not... Well, he's first, a lying fuck. He's a lying fuck, but my point is, he's not... He's not a criminal mastermind. This guy is just a—he's just a sex offender, and he might be good enough to in in like coaxing people into, I guess, hooking up or manipulating people at at a certain level. But I mean, this guy—and and I think that's what makes it more annoying and in, infuriating—is the fact that this could have been perfectly pre preventable because this guy—I mean—he's just your classic sex offender stalker. Basically. guy with, uh, I mean, who knows what disorders he suffered from because he's gone now, but easily could have prevented this shit. I mean, the man was like telling her I to agree. go to the police department, calling her anonymously and then doing it so he could essentially track her, watch her as she was leaving or, and, and basically figuring out where she was. I, I do like this stuff. If 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 she had some support up, from the man. cops, they would like, have easily. If the man, dude, having people on campus, just having people on the campus surveying, would have probably of would have probably found this guy hiding out somewhere. That's how messed up Simple this as is. That. Like they, nobody was doing their job correctly. And this dude was sitting out in a parking lot right, the whole night waiting for her to arrive yeah. so he could kidnap her. Right. Yeah. And nobody did yeah. anything. It's so sad, man. Like imagine her mother has to live with this three crucial words she heard from her daughter. Like just her saying no, no, no. And it's that's the last few years from her daughter. It's over, yeah. man. I feel for the parents. Like, I saw them in an interview. It's totally devastating. Like, it's rough. Man. Having the parents in this situation, like, 
feeling useless and can't do anything because the system can't do anything either. What can you do about this? You can. It's like, that's how messed up this is. Now, the one thing I'd have to say, like, I wonder, this guy, he never, when he, well, he was a sex offender, but he never killed anyone before, right? Like, no, he never killed anyone. So, I mean, I wonder what took him from being sex offender to full on murder. Well, um, who knows? the kinds of abuse that he put the other girls on like the the girls right? that he dated before that because this guy that's had so been, that's so what sad it was with the minor right yeah so i mean i wonder what he did to previous victims you know i wonder what kinds of abuse if he had done similar things stalking them and demanding money harassing them on the phone pretending to be other people i'm not i, I can't fucking judge man your system because i've seen worse and i've <laughs> lived in worse like i came from a country what where police systems have, you mean yeah like okay. a diff, like a whole other level of fucked up and you, you your your police system is not that that good either but no and when it comes to this kind of situation it's just like man it's fucking crazy i don't know what to say me neither like the guy literally admitted he said i'm capable of reoffending again like i'm telling you guys i'm gonna do it again and they're like well we can't really do any much thing about it unless you do it again so go ahead and do it and when you do it we're gonna come and get you well that's one of the crazy things about the legal system right I mean, just for saying I, I have the ability to manipulate and I'll do it again is, you know, I guess that's not enough to, to get somebody locked up. It's crazy. Rest in peace, Lauren McClunsky. Sadly, in this kind of fucked up environment around this messed up animals, you can't do shit. You can't even fucking live your life. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't. And sometimes uh, I think the more tragic part of it all is the fact that uh you could have a a real predator in your in in around you in your surroundings and when you try to shout out for help to the people that are supposed to be there sometimes they they they're not there they are there but they don't really help the way they yeah, should yeah yeah and uh it's just one of the many failings of the of the of the justice system yeah not just like i mean whatever in the united states but also in the world in general so well we'll leave you with that one tonight yeah another th- and, and and i guess not to be too like uh you know the more you know or try to do like a right. public service announcement <laughs> i don't want to get too carried away with that but you know for a lot of younger people out there when you're talking when you're when someone hits on you at a bar or something like that just be a little careful yeah, you know, yeah, please. Definitely uh, try to cross-reference and uh, make sure they are who they are. Right, always check their background. Make sure you know who yeah. these people are, man. Yeah, you never know who people are. Right. People could say they're anybody, and they could be lying. They could say that your name, their name is Sean, and their name is not Sean. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, be safe out there, folks. You know, take care of yourselves, especially for the younger, for the younger folks, for the people in college people out there who you might be uh, going out to bars and having a good time but uh there's unfortunately people out there who uh just want to victimize other people and uh you got to watch out for those absolutely that being said have a good night and as usual sweet dreams
Yeah, it works. Works like a charm. Rehearse your shit in the meantime while I try to get my desire to live up shit. It's not a fucking blade. I'm so fucking like, dude, I'm fucking out of it. Like, I'm trying, dude. I'm trying, though. Don't give me that, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my, my, my energy up a little bit here. Man, let me get my coffee. Yeah, go get your, go get your coffee. You guys must hate those little clips we put at the end, don't you? I would think they probably do. Even listen to the end? <laughs> they probably don't. They're, they're like, what clips? I mean, this I never so made it sad. past the first two minutes. So sad. I never even made it past the first two damn minutes, bruh. We're doing this for glory. What are we, are we doing it for glory? Nah. We're doing it for the people. We're doing it for the fans. But we don't have fans. It's for ourselves, man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as Just you're having fun. Love, you know? It's the worst. The worst. Welcome to a new episode of the Fousey Cave. We are your hosts. I'm Fousey. And I'm John. And uh, I know you're excited about this one. I I don't know. I really hope that... Yeah. Well, I have absolutely no idea this time. I really have no clue what this is about. So, without further ado, my friend, unleash the beast. This is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unleash this tail onto the world. What do we got? Okay, it's a uh, it's a recent case, not so recent though as the one before, 2018. This one, uh, we're bringing this to you from. Uh oh boy, <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! You're not hyping it up, man. It's one of <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> We haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be fine. I've been preparing this shit for like oh two hours. Oh god. Leave me alone. It's gonna be fine. Alright, well go ahead then. <laughs> I forgot where it was. I'm trying to find where what, was Were we talking about like uh Where it was? Where was this stuff? Jeff Dahmer. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go again, everybody. Another week, another messed up situation in our hands. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have to present. It's my case. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. God I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. Okay. Son of a bitch. Why didn't it stop? Stop with the red button. This one? God, you suck.